Hey Solomon, this is Jay Rosemary. Are you tired of feeling overwhelmed and alone? I know when my children were younger, there was a lot of times I felt alone. That's why I started Solomon's Talk, this podcast. But you're not alone. You don't have to parent alone. And I, I keep repeating it because it's something that it seems we are convinced that we are alone. But reach out to me. I'm here for you. I can talk you through anything that's going through your mind. Because believe me, I've gone through some stuff. You can tell from listening to these podcasts that I empathize with you. And I understand and can connect with what's happening with you. So click the link below and book a one-on-one with me. We could just chat. Uh, No obligation, no... um, no commitment, just chat. And so don't parent alone. Click the link below and book a, book a chat with me. And no obligation, confidential and safe place to talk about you. Tired, weary, frustrated? What would you be doing if you weren't raising children alone? What's stopping you from living your best life now? On Solo Moms Talk, I discuss with solo mothers the challenges you face raising children alone. So if you're a working solo mom dealing with independent children, insensitive bosses, weight and health issues, or even death collectors, join us as we discover your path to get and stay healthy, increase your income, and live with joy and purpose. In this battle of life It's hard to keep your head above the water To win this fight So I'm talking to you, Janie, um, all the way from London. And Eugenie used to be a solo mom. Uh, She no longer is one, but we're going to talk about her life um, and her work and where she's at right now in life. Hello. Hi. (laughs) Thank you for having me on. Sure. So first tell me, um, since this, this show is called Solo Moms Talk and we, on, we don't only talk about the life of a solo mom, but we want to talk about all the things that impacts someone, raising children alone, co-parenting, however you want to describe it. So tell mm. me about your life. Okay, so uh, I had my son when I was 20, 28, 29, right? And um, darling little thing he was. Mm-hmm. And uh, actually, we, when, I'm trying to think of what year it was when we, um, it was sort of like towards the end of, so actually towards the beginning of 2000, of, the, of this century really. Um, and when he was probably about seven or eight, we got divorced. I got divorced from his dad. Uh, but I was adamant that, I mean, because we were friends before and I was adamant that we would be friends after as well, um, or at least be nice to each other. 
Um, and so what I didn't want was to be, okay, let's have, let me have the child and you can have him every other weekend and maybe once a week. And it was like, no, that's not really what we, well, we came to the conclusion that we should share him. And so it was a week on, week off. Um, I would have him every Friday. Most times he'll go, yeah, he'll go back on Saturday night or Sunday. Um, and, and it worked really well. He wanted to just to share both families, right? And, and that's what he was able to do. Um, one of the advantages of that was we had, I had free time. And so I could plan, you know, what, anything that I needed to do. Um, in my week that I didn't have him. In the week that I did have him, then, yeah, all the responsibility was then on me. Um, and that was, I was working full time. And so it's like, okay, where's he going to go after school? Um, I could always drop him, but then it was like getting him back. So after school club, we made, made use of that. Uh, and then, um, you know, sometimes we'd go to like a family member's grandparents and stuff. And I remember times when <laughs> I'd be driving home and I'd get home and then I'd be like, Oh no, I need to go and pick him up. I know that sounds really bad, but <laughs> it's just like, uh, that is, you know, it's just trying to organize, uh, his life, making sure that he has, um, you know, even a bit of a social life as well. And, and, but the thing is, I guess he was, he was a joy. Um, he wasn't really, he wasn't naughty or anything, um, which I was, was quite pleased about. Uh, and so, you know, he was quite happy to be with his grandparents, happy to be, um, you know, I'd have to say, right, this person's picking you up today or whatever, and they, you're staying there. And he was excited about that. There was something different and somebody different. Um, obviously knew them. Um, and yeah, and, and it was just, it was just me and him, um, for, yeah, several number of years. Yeah. And I, and it was great, you know, cause we had a, we have a really good relationship, um, where I made sure that when we're in the car together, we'd be talking, I'd ask him questions and, you know, not, I, I was never one to just sit in silence and listen to the radio with him. It'd be like, we'd be singing and, and making sure that he was, he was happy. Um, and, and yeah, and, and he was, he was quite happy to go back and forth. And I remember when, um, his dad was, was remarrying and we were talking about, okay, so what do we do? Because he was like clean across the other side of town. And I said, okay, maybe you might need to stay with me and then just see your dad, um, you know, every weekend or every other weekend, something like that. And he's like, nope, 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 nope. It's one week with you, one week with dad. Well, but he, he, he called it in terms of the family, mm-hmm. right? So one week with my family, one week with his, with his dad's family. So it's like, Okay, we, we, it wasn't about him. It was about 
me and his dad working out how that was going to happen. Right. It's just sort of like we just had to meet, find a halfway point to exchange, yeah. <laughs> um, exchange him um, every week. But it worked. It worked quite well. But to me, that kind of said, you know what? He, that's how he wants it. That's how he's grown up having it. And that's, and it works for him because yeah. he gets to share his family. Right. That's an interesting take on co-parenting. And a lot of times when we, we suddenly find ourselves in a situation where we are now separated from the dad, yeah. we want to hold on to the child <laughs> for whatever reason. Sometimes there are good reasons, but yeah. sometimes our, our judgment is clouded. And we think mm. like in your situation where it was a week on, week off, for me, I would have thought, man, that's too much upheaval for a child but children are very resourceful and they they adaptable and they can come back from stuff we can't come back from sometimes and I Mm. really do like that model of co-parenting and and hopefully this helps someone who's listening and trying to figure out it's not about the mom or the dad it's not about what the dad did or anything like that it's about what works for your child, right? So yeah, absolutely. I really like that, yes. Yeah, because it's, it's at the end of the day, a child in terms of his uh, development and his, um, you know, just how he's going to adapt later on in life because obviously certain things will come back later on in life mm-hmm. and you want to try and um, just limit that as much as possible and we sometimes have this thing that, well, you know, it's going to be unsettling. It's going to be like this. It's going to be this. It's going to be this. What's what he needs is, you know, he needs stability. this stability mm-hmm. and it needs to be like this. But it's like, you know, what are we doing to kind of say, you know what, what would be best for him really is yeah. to have both parents. But what are we saying and what are we doing to enable that for him? Are we making it exciting for the kids? Like, wow, you're so lucky because you can come, you know, with me and then you get, you've got two houses. You know, some kids are just, you know, that kind of thing and, Mm -hmm. and really make it kind of exciting and make them feel like, well, I am special because I've got things here. I've got things there. And that's the other thing. I think it's important for them to have stuff at, there at the other house yeah yeah Yeah? and so they have two rooms rather than packing up their their stuff and part of that is 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 about us as as mums not being so um territorial and so precious about the things that we buy Mm. and it's like you know what once we bought them and we've handed them over they belong to the child now so if the child wants to keep them at their dad's house let them keep them at their dad's house. You know, if they want to keep them here, that's fine. If some things he may want to take there and come back. But um, obviously I know it's not always easy, but um, I think that do have to communicate. <laughs> we do have to communicate with the dad um, and also make them see, make us see that it's just best for the child. Yes. We're done. If we're done, we're done. It may not be easy, right? You may want them back, all of that, but that's not helping the child. And 
an interesting, uh, I'm not sure if you've spoken about this before. Um, my sister is a health visitor and she was just telling me about baby brain. Have you heard of that? Mm-mm. Baby brain. Um, and it's like, even when a child is in the womb, if you're stressed, then the child can pick that up. Right. If you've had like an argument or whatever with anybody, right, or, or could be your ex-partner, it could be anybody, and um, you then speak, no, you, you know, you think, all right, I'm not going to do this in front of the child. There's some kind of energy that the child picks up on. Mm-hmm. And that the impact on that can be lifelong. But the, the thing that which is wonderful that can negate it is if there is a period of time when it might be a, you know, where, where you're ha- being happy with the child, because then that can counterbalance it. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's they go to an auntie where they just have pure fun all day long. Um, but as long as there is that out- outlet for them. And I guess this is something as solo mums, it's like we sometimes think, well, we have to do everything yeah. by ourselves yeah. and you know we need to utilize um family if you do i mean i know some some people may not have anybody but we need to utilize family friends um one thing i did <laughs> i'm doing a couple for a couple of weeks now is um one of my friends who's a teacher and at home working from home plus she's homeschooling um and it's just really a struggle. Her son is nine and, you know, he wants to sit on her lap or he wants it, her, him to put her to play with him and all of that kind of stuff. And so what I've started doing now is when she has like a meeting, a Zoom meeting with work or whatever, then I'll call him on the house phone and speak to him and just kind of entertain him mm-hmm. for that time and just ask him just stupid questions, let him speak, all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, keep occupied, yeah. Yeah, And the first time I did that, I just, I was actually doing a, some research anyway and asking questions. The first time I did that, he said to me, oh, thank you, auntie, for being my comfort. And I was Aww. like, oh. oh. <laughs> and then, yeah, and so it's like, you know, there's things uh, that we can do uh, mm-hmm. to help to help solo mums, and I yes. know, you know, if there's any non-solo mums or, or aunties or 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 women with children who are a bit older, then yeah, that's I found that that's a really good way that I didn't even realise that I was actually supporting. Yes, yeah, mm. it's funny that you bring that up because this morning I was on Quora and there was a question that someone was asking what they could do to a solo mom who's their friend and one of the things that helped me was I had two young ones two years apart and I was always Mm. I was always tired and this high schooler used to come by and pick them up and she'd go with them all day they'll be away and I use that time to catch up and sleep I would use it to clean run my errands and you don't understand that thing is helpful as anything. You know, it's a big help to just have the children. And it helps the children too, because they get a different space, different yeah. experience. So, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I think it's important. I like, I like, um, cause I'm a member of a church and, um, 
when we were meeting anyway, uh, there's, you know, some of the kids, because I, I, I teach them or whatever. And it's like, yeah, if I'm, usually if I'm friends with the, with the parents, I'd like, yeah, let me come take them out and mm. come take them out. And, and, and you're right. It's like the things that they can do when they have that time. And it could even be just sitting down and doing nothing. Yeah. <laughs> right. But it's, um, it's a break, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's a break. It's a break. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So tell me, do you have a self-care routine and can you share that with us? Ah, um, you know, it's as, as much as I tell people what to do and everything and what they need to do, (laughs) it's just, it's something that I think for me, particularly now during this, um, this crazy time we're going through, I, I find that when I walk, that's when I have my peace. Mm. Um, I will I mean, surprisingly, in London, we had ama- we've had amazing weather since the lockdown, right? Really sunny days and so on. It's not so crazy today. But, um, yeah, um, I would go out and I would walk. And I love walking. And I've asked my husband to come with me. He may come, he may not, right? But it's just being out there. It's weird. I wouldn't really walk like that around my neighborhood. Um outside of the lockdown but I just feel a lot safer now because there's not as many people around right and if anybody did come out and now I'd probably just start coughing or something pretending I have it I don't know but um (laughs) (laughs) but because the parks are really really busy overcrowded crazy um I just walk through the down the back streets Mm -hmm. um and when I say back streets, they're, you know, they're not little yeah. alleyways, right? Yes. Proper roads. And, um, yeah, and it's just really nice time to kind of think as well. I try and have a good pace. So I'm actually getting a workout from it as well. Yeah. And, you know, and when I've been doing it, you know, I've, I've gone for hours sometimes. Um, but it's a really nice break just from the work that I'm doing. So I'm at the computer all day. And, um, yeah, it's my walking. It's been really, really, really nice for me. And yeah. I actually feel that urge to get out and walk. Yes, that's good. That's one of my favorites too. Yeah. Um, yeah. So tell me about your work. What, what, what can you offer us? What do you have? What's going on? Okay. So my business is called Designed to Live. And... I call it that because I, I've, I've, you know, I believe that we're designed for to live life, not just to exist in it, which yeah. a lot of us are. And, and you know, particularly when we have kids and stuff, everything is all about the kids, and we kind of forget our dreams, mm-hmm. forget, um, you know, the things that we wanted to be when we were like twenty or something, and we just and and. Yeah, and we look at ourselves and it's like, what happened to my body? I don't recognize it. I don't recognize me. Um, and we may just like just think, oh, forget it, because it's easy just to be like, easy not to try. Yes. And, uh, and so what I do is I help women to, to get from unstuck, no, to get from stuck <laughs> to unstuck and to, kind of get them excited about life again to become 
my ultimate dream for them is to become um, like disease free. So we we think that life is for us is over, and and then when the kids get older, they become a bit more independent. It could even be just them going to school, and it's like oh wow, all of those five years of of intense, and now they're away for four hours, five hours, whatever. Um, it could be as they get older and become more independent, and then. They don't rely on us so much. And then that's when we start to think, okay, what about me? What has happened to me? Mm-hmm. And, um, and this is where I come in and, and just basically help women to find themselves again, help women to, um, you know, to, to get those dreams and revisit those dreams and, and, you know, light that fire under them again to to get send them off into the rest of their lives the next phase of their life like just you know happy feeling amazing and looking awesome and just looking forward to just the best life because when you think about it um and because I've got this program called 50 and fly and when I was coming up to 50 it was like Wait a minute. Oh, let me go back a little bit. My dad uh, died when he was 50, right? And I was just 13. Um, and I thought, that's when you die. I thought 50 was it, <laughs> right? That's old and that's when you die. Mm-hmm. Um, when my eldest sister turned 50, I was terrified because I'm thinking, oh, no, any day now. She's going to go any day now. And then as my eldest old sisters who were, who were siblings who were older than me all turned and then it was my turn, and I realized just how young it actually is. And when you think about it, um, from 50, even 40, you've got 40, 50 years left, potentially, of life, right? You're only yes. halfway through. So what are you going to do with it? Because if you think about it, we have all that experience that we had from the first 50. 40, 50 years of life yes. that we can now use to move forward. And I stress this so much. It is never too late, never too late for anything. If you want to change your career, if you want to um, just get all hot fit and everything so you can go and do, I don't know, some kind of competition, right? Um, If you want to move and go to a whole different country or travel the world, it's never too late for anything. And so, you know, a lot of people I know just think that as you get older, particularly as you reach the end of your 40s and go into your 50s, that, um, you know, you just get ready to die. I appreciate you, Janie, coming on and sharing with us how she navigated co-parenting while she was a solo mom. That was interesting, right? Um, Eugenie is a lifestyle coach who has a passion to help women get unstuck and be awesome as they approach their 40s and 50s by empowering them to change their lifestyles to fulfill their dreams. She currently runs her own business designed to live that's designed to the number two live and has inspired women across the world through her speaking engagements, online membership and virtual get togethers and online courses. 
If you need to get in touch with you, Janie, um, you could do so by going to our website, designed2live.com slash 50. That's designed to number two live.com slash 50. Um, check her out and um, give her some support and let her know you love her because we do. Thanks, you, Janie. A Native American proverb says, Those who tell their stories rule the world. Tell your story on an upcoming episode of Soda Mom's Talk. And if you think this podcast can help someone else, please share it with them. If you subscribe, you will know when new episodes become available. Also, please leave a review. I really appreciate you listening. Thank you. Hello solo moms. As a solo mom of three adult sons, I understand the challenges you face on a daily basis. As a mentor, my mission is to help you shift your mindset and empower you to take control of your life. To see yourself as God sees you. I know that unresolved trauma can be a heavy burden to carry and parenting alone can be a lonely journey. But it doesn't have to be that way. I want you to know that you are not alone. You have the strength and resilience to overcome your challenges and create the life you desire. I want to help you to make the effort to tackle unresolved trauma and change your perspective so you can live the life you deserve. I offer complimentary consultation where we can discuss how to move forward. Create a plan to help you heal and empower you. You can schedule a consultation by emailing me at jenatjrosemary.com or by calling plus or schedule a consultation with the link below. I am here for you and I want to help you take the first step towards healing and empowerment. Don't let unresolved trauma hold you back any longer. Don't parent in silence. So take action today and let's work together to empower you to live the life you desire.